0: hello and welcome back to why not here this is a toronto-based podcast getting to know different artists in our city my name is quincy i'm your host i actually do have an announcement today it's good news um and hopefully you guys aren't too disappointed um I have had some stuff come up professionally that uh, are demanding my attention and deserve um, more of my energy and attention and I knew I didn't want to stop doing this podcast. I fucking love doing this podcast. Um, I have so much fun and I love getting to know more about different kinds of artists and you know having the excuse to talk to these people and get to know them on a deeper level and You know help you guys get to know them on a deeper level Um, and I think it's really I hope can become this beneficial thing in uh, the art scene here that being said I am an artist myself I've had some uh, opportunities come up that I have not announced or anything yet but they do need my time Um, so I found myself with two options it was either I'm gonna take some time away which I really didn't want to do or I release these episodes with less frequency so that's what I'm gonna do um, as of now I'm, I'm hoping just for the next two three months or so I'm gonna be releasing a new episode every other week instead of every Friday uh, if you are someone who listens every week I appreciate you so much. You have no idea, and I, I really hope you're not too disappointed with this. But, um, yeah, it's good. It's exciting. There's uh, there's things happening. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Um, if you don't already, please uh, take a minute to follow us on Instagram at whynotherepodcast at gmail. Oh, <laughs> at whynotherepodcast. You can also email us at whynotherepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, If you're a local musician, I would love to hear from you. Um, I'm looking for new music for the intro and outro of our episodes. And I also would probably love to have you on as a guest. So definitely don't be shy. Reach out. uh, Get your stuff featured at the very least. Speaking of music, uh, I have a totally new type of guest for you today. Are you excited Um, today? I have a DJ for the very first time, which is very exciting. Uh, his name is Brandon. You might know him as DJ Lusaka. Currently, he's the uh, one of the resident DJs at Fox on John Street, and he's a friend of mine, an old friend. He's one of those people you know you don't catch up for a very long time, but you just kind of like insta stalk each other, you know, and so you know, I saw he was doing a clothing line for a bit and I was like, what's that about? But I didn't, I, you know, I didn't reach out. And then I saw he's been doing music now and I was like kind of keeping an eye on that. And then finally I was like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to reach out. Can I, can I interview you? And then, yeah, it was awesome. We caught up. Uh, it's good times. We were on a little bit of a time crunch. So, um, he was actually very generous with his time. He was like, I'm only going to have like half an hour. And we definitely went longer than that, um, so I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, we talk about, uh, you know, how he got into fashion and then how he got into music. Uh, de- well, he's always been into music, but how he started DJing, um, what that learning process and learning curve was like, and, you know, the business side of it. We talk about martial arts and random other bullshit. Um This is a more focused episode than I usually have, which like good on me, but I, yeah, we definitely want to have him back on because Brandon's a fascinating person and I think it would be really fun to give everyone a chance to also get to know the, uh, the human behind the artist. So yeah, enjoy. Um, after today, you will see me again in, in two weeks, I guess, because, um, that's what we're doing now yeah (laughs) without further ado get ready to meet dj lusaka
1: Right. Right. Hi, Brandon. Hi, I'm
0: excited
2: <laughs> I'm very excited This is the first time I've ever done actually something like this
0: Yeah um, You're doing a lot of new things this year uh, <laughs> uh,
2: A little bit here and there
0: That's why I wanted to talk to you. Um, So Brandon and I worked together uh, at Scatterbush way back in the day. And he got into like, you had your own clothing line, now you're DJing. And how did all of that come about, really?
2: Um, So the clothing line, um, that started, uh, because I'm a huge nerd at heart with (laughs) everything and anything you can name it, superhero, comic books, anime video games pop culture hmm. and i always wanted i always do it in my free time I always watch it in my free time and i wanted to try to represent it uh in just a more chic and more streamlined streetwear um so i started doing that and uh it was going good. I had so many ideas. Every time I come home, I'd be making new ideas and making new ideas. Mm-hmm. And I almost had to stop myself because I was making too many. Yeah. And I wasn't like letting the other ones like breathe. But it's only because I'm just like, oh, this new Marvel movie is coming out. I got to do something yeah. to capitalize on that. Yeah. And I'm creating stuff. Um, but I ended up really loving it. I didn't like the process in which I was doing it. I was working with a third-party company mm. and um i was making like no money off of it and i was fine with that because i was just trying to do it for traction at first and then mm. once it gained traction then i'd figure out like the money thing after mm. but lo and behold the same thing that kind of fucked everybody else up covid hits um i wasn't working at scatterbush anymore so i didn't really have like the money to fund it mm. so i had to put a temporary pause
1: so I was going to
0: say with COVID, like everyone uh, shopping online and really mm-hmm. being bigger about <sighs> supporting local, um, it could have been a bigger opportunity for you. But if you don't exactly. have the money to put up front,
2: and and the thing so- if I if I did keep it strong and thought about it that way, because mm-hmm. I didn't know when when COVID was first happening, everybody went into like super crisis mode in terms of <laughs> buying out. Shit, buying out toilet papers, all that kind of stuff. So I had no idea how bad it was going to that get. That was so, so fucked.
0: Like I, right? every now and then, I just like suddenly have a memory of like being on my last roll of toilet paper and yeah. like on Facebook groups, like, hey, where can I find toilet paper right now? Like it's yeah, so. Yeah, fucked. or hey,
2: I'm I'm currently on the toilet right now. Can anybody <laughs> in my building? hand <laughs> Does it anyone the door? have an
0: extra Please. roll? Please.
2: <laughs> you don't even need to give me the full roll. Just give Maybe me two five squares. sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make them last a week. Don't worry.
0: Oh, people um, are panhandling <laughs> for squares of toilet paper. Exactly.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was an economy. It was a boom. Like, remember that there were so many people that were like capitalizing on hand sanitizers. It was like a dude in the US and he bought like box after box mm. after box of like hand sanitizers. And he actually got in trouble with the law for that. So yeah. now he just, that he couldn't resell them. And that's what he was doing. Yeah, But then he basically got penalized for reselling them. So then he's just sitting at home with like 5,000 bottles of like hand supply. sanitizer <laughs> that now he just needs to hand out to people in shame.
0: That's actually hilarious.
2: <laughs> but, I'm uh, sure he's from, doing
0: like underground deals, like drug oh, dealing 100%. for hand sanitizer. He, he
2: figured out the hand sanitizer thing. He probably started drinking it and he's just like, I found something. And yeah. now he's probably like making his own vodka. <laughs> the a hand sanitizer and that's this whole fucking thing can we
0: talk about the new generation of hand sanitizer that's like oh. I, I it must be the ones that are made in like what used to be beer factories and shit because it smells like tequila it's, the texture is disgusting te- <laughs>
2: yeah yeah my hands have never been wetter <laughs> in my life it, it goes from gelatin to just moist yeah and i'll say that again for people listening I- hold on no.
0: moist oh. Oh, that was so deep in my eardrums. i hate it <laughs>
2: um but, uh, <laughs> uh yeah i don't know it's the same like big old jug that everybody has everywhere and it's the worst and i'd much rather just dip my hand in gasoline than than to do that because at least i like the smell of gasoline
1: yeah oh everybody my god i
2: like the smell of gasoline, right it's so good
0: It's so good. Is that
2: if that markers new tennis balls, new shoes, Mm.
0: um, new gloves? New car smell? Yes. New boxing gloves? (laughs) Yes.
2: Because, I mean, if you've ever been to like a gym where they have like reused ones, they have their own. My gloves
0: are fucking disgusting right now.
2: (laughs) The the, like the community gloves that are always damp and then also just (laughs) and just also have this. It's almost like everybody sweats the same smell and they're in this
3: Those club.
0: days are probably gone, eh? Yeah. The communal yeah. gloves. Oh, no one will, like, new people you know how... will never have to know that, like,
2: exactly. disgust. <laughs> when and, you take your mean... hands
0: out your hands, now your hand wraps smell like them too. Yeah. Your fingers. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I mean, it's, it's better for the business because it's just like, okay, we don't need to buy a bunch of communal gloves Everybody is like required to bring their own so oh yeah well they go. like
0: they hike up the membership price and then they'll yeah. say uh oh, included in we'll your membership will give you a free pair mm. yeah that's what and then the
2: longer doing. and then the longer you stay they're gonna make interest on it i mean hey it ended up being like a smarter business decision i'm getting so. a free
0: pair of gloves out of it like my gym's reopening and they mm. like right now they only have the reopening special and mm-hmm. i didn't want to like wait to get back in. So I was I, like, fuck it. So I got the newbie deal and I'm getting like free bag gloves. I'm like, fuck it, mine stink anyways.
2: <laughs> I might I might have to I might have to get in touch with you about that because I've been um I told you I, I used to do martial arts yeah, before. You did Capoeira, and, right? Um, uh, no, uh did Capoeira. Oh um, for me, I, I did everything else. I did Taekwondo, I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I did Kempo. I did karate, I did boxing, I did MMA, I did uh judo. Jesus. I did
0: So you're like um, a trained killer.
2: <laughs> it, I, I just liked I never um like reached black belt. I always like reached brown in pretty much all yeah, of them.
0: I'm, I'm like I'm a step <laughs> below a lethal weapon in every martial art you could possibly think of
2: but I think it also <laughs> had to do with my ADHD <laughs> I think it had to do with my ADHD and- because I was just like I need to do something else but I took little bits mm. which is what some I think it was Bruce Lee that said it that's kind of like you train in many different styles and you take the things that you find most effective
0: take what we're kind of like
2: create your your own because all of them have their great And a lot of them have like their, this isn't going to work if somebody comes up behind me in the middle of an alleyway.
0: Yeah. That's kind of like the, a really good way to approach the arts too, right? Yeah.
3: Like in terms of like,
0: I personally for acting, we learn like all these different techniques and what works for you might not work for me, but you like cherry pick the things that do work. Mm -hmm. So, and,
2: and and you cherry pick the things that do work and the things that you like, if you're I know there there are definitely a lot of things in arts, in all forms of arts that you might suck at,
3: Mm. but
2: it has so much value to at least know it or even just know the fundamental of it or know the purpose of it. Uh, You don't have to be a master of it, but just having that knowledge can be like a big thing.
0: Yeah. So what was your favorite?
2: What was my favorite out of those? I would say Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Ah, yeah.
0: So that, that was my Brazilian, first love. <laughs>
2: that 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 was that was so much fun to um I don't know, it's just it's just this it's a different kind of chess game
3: mm-hmm.
2: where where I understand like striking is very much just as much of a chess game, but it also just has the randomness of anything can happen by like a slight misstep. Yeah. Um, it's like, know, like
0: 2D chess versus 3D chess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
2: yeah, because with with Brazilian jitsu, you you do have time to think and process mm. a little bit more because there's a there's quite a few stalemates sometimes depending on who you're,
3: who yeah. you're with. There's
2: moments where you can breathe and be like, okay, this is what I want to do next. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're attempting to do versus like striking. It's like, I want to do this next, but I have no idea what this person is going to do. Is he going to duck? Is he going to sway? Is he going to do a backflip? Is he going to die before I do it?
0: (laughs) That's where like, we used to talk about this, uh, like watching matches. Mm. I find sometimes blue and purple belt can be the most exciting to watch, just because mm-hmm. it's um, it's a lot more like fluid and not nonstop. Like there's not really those stalemates. You watch mm-hmm. a black belt match, and it looks like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, I know. and then all of a sudden, like that, it's over.
2: Exactly. Like, They're just waiting for that one thing, and you're just kind of like, okay, can some? It's like five minutes, in. And you're like, yeah, and right, you don't understand
0: even. the tiny shifts that are happening. But they feel it, right? It's like everything's yeah. like just on such a small level, and then all of they, a sudden, like someone fucks up, we don't even know what they did wrong, and it's over for them.
2: They're having a full date, whispering in each other's ears, talking <laughs> about like mortgage rates and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and once he gets them off his guard, he gets a right a no kamora, and then it's done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so talking about building a foundation and everything, how how did you? Get into DJing and like, where did you? Where does the learning start for that? Like, what 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 drew you to it, and then how did you start to learn?
2: So, what to start? I would say this is the one. There's a few thankful things uh, that I got out of the pandemic Mm because I only started teaching myself during the first lockdown because. Yeah. I pretty much like was busting my ass at work before everything shut down now I pretty much like took a month of like just kind of doing nothing mm-hmm. like just figuring things out possibly figuring myself out
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it got to the point where I was just like I need to do something yeah and I was like what can I do right now and I was just like looking around. I was like scrolling on YouTube, trying to find like just inspiration for things.
0: You like and help then, me find a hobby, YouTube. <laughs> literally,
2: literally. Um, and uh, and then I um, I came across like a, a DJ set, uh, or I was listening to uh, mixes during my workouts, mm. and it got me thinking. Uh, it took me back because my brother's been a DJ for about. 15 years now
0: oh no way I didn't know that and
2: uh yeah he's he's one of if not the biggest one to come out of Newfoundland Mm. um he's now situated in Halifax but he's done shows in Las Vegas he's done shows all around Canada he's done so many different tours um he has some of his own music and I remember when I would when I lived in Newfoundland and we would go out and he'd be DJing Mm. and um all I would want to do is just dance, have like a great time, drink, and all that type of stuff. And I'd be stood next to him like while he's DJing and I would know like the next song that he's going to play. I could hear the certain nuances in the music Mm. and dancing kind of like helped with that. And there was one point, I think I was like, I'm going to say 19 for legal reasons um, <laughs> when I was, when I was legally allowed to go out to a club as yes. 19. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and he looks at me and uh, he's just like, you should like do this. Like you should DJ. And I'm looking at him. No work this. I'm looking at him work this crowd. And I've even gone on tour with him where um, it's like, 2000 people, 2000 3000 people mm. and he's just killing them and they're ha- they're like completely at his like beck and call like whatever song he plays they're having a the time. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and it was so intimidating cuz I was just like I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Of course, young me didn't think of like the step by step process. Yeah, yeah. You don't just just, just
0: start and then all of a sudden Yeah. I'm just I'm looking I'm looking (laughs) at the
2: end result. I'm looking at the end result here and kind of putting myself like, Oh, imagine if I just did it right now. No. Yeah. And so like I told I told myself that I couldn't do it. It was probably like an insecurity thing. And then yeah, I'm just – uh covid comes i find one of like the the cheapest uh like starter um dj controllers
3: Hmm.
2: i go i get it i bring it home and it's like the same thing when you make i don't know if other people go through this you make like a pretty big investment into something that you think that you really want to do
3: Hmm.
2: and you start doing it and you're not good. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. And you're trying to be like, Fuck, how can I get to that end yeah. result? And you're kind of like picking it up on and off here and there. You're not like day in, day out trying to get better. A lot of a lot of people are like that. Mm. But I know that there's some people that struggle with that wanting to be perfect and um, kind of holding themselves back yeah. instead of, Like, if I'm not automatically
0: good at this, I don't want to do it
2: (laughs) exactly. Rather than like, even if you spent an hour out of the day just like touching it a little bit and a little bit, you get better and better and better, yeah. Yeah. And so, that's ended up like what it was. I started just downloading music that I like, I started like figuring out things, I'm looking up tutorials, and slowly, I'm picking it up, slowly, I'm picking it up, and then finally, like. I get to, like, a point where I have, like, a nice little bit of an understanding. Hmm. <clears throat> then, um, this is, like, me just playing around with it. Uh, they're, like, nights because, of course, I'm just playing by my fucking self in yeah. my apartment. Yeah. Not for anybody because it's a full-fledged lockdown. Yeah. And also, I'm shy to play in front of anybody because I don't know if I'm any fucking good.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um pandemic, uh, everything starts to open up again in Ontario for the first time mm. uh, in many. <clears throat> and, um, <laughs> the, restaurant, the restaurant that we both worked at, Scatterbush, they didn't call me back immediately. Um, uh, and I heard like some people got like a call, and I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Like printed out, like that's
0: fine. I'm only your uh, best yeah. bartender. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I I printed out like ten resumes. I'm like handing them out you like all like, the way, went like, there just to
0: see you. I'm sorry, that was stupid I, on their part. Right, right.
2: <laughs> they did on in their defense. They did call me three days later.
0: Well, you should have been. They first called me round. three days I'm later. For
2: right. You. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but, but it was a blessing in disguise because honestly, if they probably did call me first, I yeah, would you be wouldn't here be here, here right now. Right now. Um, and uh, so handing out these resumes, I hand one out to Fox on John uh, here in Toronto and to be a bartender. And um, I get home in the shower and my phone's buzzing and they call me and ask me if I want to start tomorrow, like an opening shift. And That's awesome. And I was awesome. like, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah and so i'm there and i'm working Scatterbush calls me and i'm like ooh cuz i'm kind of liking this area a lot more it's mm. downtown area it's more my speed were you it's living downtown pace. at that
0: time or no no
2: i was living i was living in parkland lakeshore was only like a 40 are you minute kidding me car. i could have yeah
0: why weren't we hanging out this whole time i'm mad Um, (laughs) because
2: because we were both going through crippling depression and trying to fight for our lives
0: that's that's valid
2: (laughs) and 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 only and only now do we know that we don't need to do it alone anymore
0: (laughs) adore you he's being dramatic guys (laughs) i'm not
2: being dramatic (laughs) this woman this woman would post stories in the fetal position with her dog (laughs) And Crix and Crixus would be consoling her to make sure that she's okay. I
0: just post videos this, of myself sobbing, guys.
2: This no. this podcast used to be something very different <laughs> compared to what it is right now.
0: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> if, oh my god! If you
2: like those, like if you like those, like ten hour videos of like rain hitting the windows, she did like twenty hours of just sobbing and hyperventilating. <laughs> It's art in its own um,
0: self. that was actually 2015. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> You're going through a phase, I understand. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was a phase. <laughs>
2: um, so from from there uh I'm hired and I'm working as a bartender and I'm listening to the music that they're playing. Um and they're playing it from like a like our manager's Spotify almost. Mm. And they're pretty much like it's definitely not like restaurant music, like it's not restaurant kosher family music. Mm. It's anything from like R and B. There's hip hop. There's house music. Yeah, yeah. There's swearing. There's explicit um, versions. All that kind of stuff. And I'm a. I'm loving this atmosphere because that was the thing that would keep me going at work.
0: Yeah, Scatter, we used to have a DJ on weekends. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, we'd have a DJ on weekends. And when we didn't have the DJ, I would always want to delegate the music because I wanted good music to be able to work with. Yeah. And especially during my closes, I would recall the playlist that they would have. And I knew exactly which songs I wanted in what order. Yeah. I put it on every single close. Aww. So in this, in this case, I'm having a fucking time. And I just decide to ask him. I say, hey, um, can I... Pot, like, I've been messing around with DJing. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, we used to have, like, a DJ on weekends sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could, you know try it out for you guys like i'll do like the first two times um for free again this is my first ever gig i don't know i don't know how the business side works um Mm. none of that which like we'll we'll, we'll touch on a bit later ended up being like a wake-up call for me um (laughs) but i said yeah let me dj for you guys and i'll do like the first two nights free and see how you guys like it like yeah sure Mm. and so i i come uh, i finish opening I set up my stuff and I start doing it and now the music is playing. My heart is fucking racing. I am sweating.
0: The anxiety. Everything. Aww. Oh my God.
2: Um I can't even I didn't picture even play you for- being
0: nervous. You're like the most confident person I know. <laughs>
2: Right, I, and I, the thing is, I just hadn't played for anybody. I hadn't played for friends. I hadn't played for my brothers. Oh. So I didn't. I didn't know. Like, no, and you were just
0: like isolated yeah, in your apartment, and, like working on this yeah, show. Ooh. Yeah, and then your first and time playing for people is like a full restaurant.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so I'm doing it, That's and it brave. ended up being. <laughs> it ended up being. It ended up being really great. Now, mind you, in hindsight, if I could go back, yeah, in time to me, then I would beat myself for the stuff that I was playing and how I was playing it.
0: Yeah. But you, you learn, but you that's growth. It's somewhere. growth, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, I don't beat myself too much. I just remember. It and it's kind of like one of those like, Ooh, Ooh, I don't ooh. <laughs> um, But I'm so happy and thankful for it. They ended up yeah. loving it. And they're just like, uh, we want to keep this going. Yeah. It got to the point like where eventually I was doing it like every day. And, and I had like a process where – because it's everything from music selection to mixing to transitions to energy to feeling out the crowd. And these were all like little things that I was picking up every day. I realized I didn't have enough music. at This a point is like I'd be boot playing, camp
0: for you too, right? Because right? if you're – Exactly. Like you were saying it's kind of – it was something you pick up and put down at home. Like mm. this forces you to do it. Way more often, and you actually yeah. have people responding to it in real time. It's like a comedian going and, you know, testing out some jokes on a crowd. Like, yeah,
2: exactly. This was like exactly. this was like
0: development boot camp.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, so and cool. it's it it really put my shit like into gear, and I was just like, because I realized how much fun I was having. Yeah, and now to begin with, I wasn't making. Much money at all because again I'm brand new. I've mm-hmm. never DJed in my life, so I can't really be coming to a place and being like, "Oh yeah, give me um five hundred dollars for for one yeah. night."
3: Yeah, I can't just
2: be saying that without having the credibility or anything to say like, "Oh, I've DJed here, here, here. Mm-hmm. This is my following. This is what I can bring to you guys. This is a video of an event I did. This is yeah. what I do." I didn't, I didn't have any of that. So, but even though I was making substantially less than I would of bartending, Mm. I was so much happier. I would, at the end of the shift, I would know like the bartenders that are working there and I'd see that they're leaving with a good chunk of change, Mm. but I'd see how miserable they were. I'd see how many people are complaining about their shift, how many people are just not enjoying that it was really hard or it was a bad night or they're not feeling well. And I'm there with a smile on my face, just, like,
0: having the time. Sometimes it's worth, like, making less money to enjoy your life more.
2: (laughs) Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, from there, there we started getting, like, a few more DJs there. And so I got to meet, like, other DJs that -hmm. work here in Toronto. One of them, I'll give a shout out to DJ DXB. Um, he he's been DJing for a while, done a lot of like great shows, big venues, um, and knows his stuff. Best way I can describe him, he's like he's like um, oh, what is that movie? Uh, Whiplash. Have you seen that? It's the it's the drummer movie with. Um, uh, oh. J.K. Simmons and um,
0: I saw that I forever that. ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't but, but, but,
2: you, but you remember like how aggressive he was like as a teacher? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: That's kind of like what <laughs> he would be like. He would so like if I'm camp. doing yeah, if, <laughs> if I'm doing something if I'm doing something wrong, he will scold me out for it and he will, he, he will not sugarcoat it, which I I didn't take to heart. Like I wasn't like, oh, you're, you're so mean. Yeah. No, like I tell me this stuff. I know you're saying it in this tone, but I'm taking the information, mm-hmm. like how you're saying it isn't bothering me. How you brought it up isn't bothering me. I'm taking the information that you're saying and I'm processing it and I'm going to implement it. Yeah. And he would always reassure me, like even sometimes he'd apologize to me. It's like, I always feel like I'm so hard on you, but like, I see your potential. I know that you're good and I don't Aww. want you to make the same mistakes that I made. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but, and I'm so thankful for him uh, another DJ DJ Nocturnal um, other people know him as Carlos he's taught me like a few things here and there um, and uh, mainly just letting me know how the back end of it works like it's yeah. not just you playing understanding it's... the
0: business part seems exactly like for someone who knows nothing about it that would yeah. be the hardest jump Because you're like, you don't want to undersell yourself. You don't want to like, like, I'm curious about that. If like maybe by starting, because you started there, did you get stagnant at like the pay that you accepted at the start that you were worth then, but then now Mm. you're worth more. And then you kind of have to like renegotiate that.
2: Yes. So, So, so that happened. Um, and that's something that, um, uh, DJ DXB would be on me about. Mm. He he would be so frustrated that I'm charging this amount of money. Yeah. And I'm like, and it got to the point like where I was starting to get better, and we were talking about um, increasing my pay. Mm. And then as we're talking about that, things have opened up inside, and we're having this conversation, and then things start closing down inside, and then things start closing down outside. And then everything shuts down again. Mm. And so now we shut down again. I found this thing. So that this is I, back in
0: like March.
2: Yeah. So okay. I found this thing that I absolutely love. And, um, and now you know no how was. do it. <laughs> This was this was in September. This is in September. This was oh, the, the, okay. after we locked down. Then okay, like when we locked down for the winter. so many
0: lockdowns. I can't even. Yeah, wrap.
2: man, Jesus it's unreal. Christ. Um, because you said March, <laughs> and I'm like March this year, last year. Because like we did open up for
0: like two weeks <laughs> and then shut back down.
2: And so, and then that was a separate thing. So I knew like where I was. I knew the stuff that I had to work on. Hmm. So I took that time to improve myself, and I came back, and a lot of people. Told me and um, gave me praise for how much I had improved. Literally, I was once mind blown again.
0: that you've been doing this like just over a year. Like absolutely yeah. mind blown. Like I, I went and saw him at Fox on John, and he's like literally having a whole ass conversation with me while <laughs> mixing Wild. songs. I'm like, I couldn't do this with a, like a hundred percent focus and like at a quarter of this speed. And you're just mm-hmm. casually like. <laughs> moving dials hitting buttons like hitting a beat you're like yeah uh, so then you know we did this thing <laughs> like what is-
2: it, it, re- it reaches like a point of like muscle memory and then also like um ears and because there's some djs where i would notice and know and every dj kind of has this you discover like a song that goes really good with another song a mm-hmm. transition that really works and it's like why pick something that isn't broken So they will use that and they'll use that over and over and over again. Like each Mm -hmm. time they kind of like do a set. Um, Of course, if you listen to them over and over and over again, you're able to pick it up and know that this song is going to come after this song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a few things that are like that. I dabble in them a little bit, but I, because I worked so often and I Mm -hmm. was working, I was working about, I was doing like seven sets in a week, Fuck. so That's I'm constantly.
0: So
2: and it was Is that just like weird, multiple I know
0: in a day, or you were working every day.
2: Some sometimes it was multiple in a day, okay. especially this time when it, when it came to this time around, it was multiple times in a day. Yeah. Um, but so I would download new music just so that I could have new music, increase like my my range, mm. but then also I would challenge myself to mix differently even though i know these two songs go really well together Mm -hmm. i will like stop myself for also kind of my own peace of mind because i want to hear something different yeah but i know a hundred percent the people that are there they might not have ever seen me before yeah and maybe they're they're like regulars and they've come back but they haven't seen me in like a week so they're not going to remember exactly what i played it's challenging yourself Exactly. And yeah. it was challenging myself to and it was only because I was working so much that I and again, ADHD, I was just like, I want to hear something. Mm, keep it interesting for, for
0: yourself too, yeah.
2: Exactly. So, um but then back on the Oh go. Go. No, I was go gonna ahead. talk about the money <laughs> the, the money thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um just to cap off on it. Um yeah, we opened up for the 10 days. And again, I was about to bring up the topic of like money. Yeah. But then we started closing down again. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And yeah. we opened up again this time and showed them how much I improved and sat down with them and talked to them. And finally getting paid something akin to more that I want to be getting paid. Yeah. Not exactly, but it's definitely a massive jump from what it was before. Yeah. And um. Uh, yeah. So now I'm getting paid to the point where I can live with that. And of course I want to touch other locations. And now that I have Fox on John Mm. and I'm pretty much like secured there, when I go to other locations, I can now, I can now offer a, a higher price, Mm. um, and negotiate because I have this other location. That's great. I love them. Like if I can go to another one and say, "Hey, I'll do it for like four hundred a night," and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll do it." And I'm like, "Okay, well now I'm going to talk to them." Yeah. Because now I got to tell them this place is doing it for four hundred a night, yeah. so now I, we got to figure out something over here. Um, but having that, and now knowing that I have that sort of confidence, because the hardest part that I found is getting your foot in the door. Because I know mm. once I start playing there you will see my value, yeah. but it's getting the opportunity to play there first.
0: That's the thing with which is, being which is a tough artist thing. is you have to work for free. You have to work for pay that's less than you're worth just to give you the platform to show mm-hmm. people what you're worth. And then you have to know when it's time to stop doing that because mm-hmm. at a certain point, you know, some of it's getting experience and then it reaches a point where you're just devaluing yourself, where you're like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to continually work for less than I'm worth, I'm going to continually be offered less than I'm worth.
2: Exactly. Exactly. There's that and DJ you, DXB you talked to me about um, a concept that I didn't even process at the time, which was undercutting. Mm. So so here's me back like last year thinking like okay if I'm going to other locations I'm going to offer like my first two sets like for free and then I'm going to get my foot in the door and then we're going to talk about money and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And um he talked to me about the the idea of, of undercutting which essentially if you're DJing at let's say let's just make up a restaurant or let's just pick one. Let's say you're DJing at Local okay and um you 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 dj there from like thursday friday saturday
3: Mm.
2: and i asked them like hey can i dj i'll dj for you guys for free for these two days or i'll dj for like this like really low amount and they're thinking like oh he's actually a decent dj you know what let's replace
0: because i can pay him less.
2: Yeah exactly like, so now so now I'm undercutting over. you. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you have your connections that For are sure. just like wow this dude came in and he just undercut me. Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: and the ramifications of that could be like you as as the DJ local you also might be a DJ at a nightclub. Mm. that might know other djs at other nightclubs and kind of now just like stand in him. a group chat <laughs> being like yeah being like watch out for this guy he's gonna fuck you over all that kind of stuff yeah and i was just like oh shit and i'm just trying to think like fuck then how do i get into places because there was this odd paradox about it mm. where because it's also an unspoken rule to ask a dj how much he's making mm. other djs don't ask other djs that no so then so then it's kind of like okay so if i go to a place that has a dj
0: like what's the market value
2: (laughs) exactly like how do i know if i'm what if what if i'm getting like what i feel like i'm worth but it's still somehow undercutting him but i don't know that i'm undercutting him yeah
0: you can't know because we don't he's making
2: exactly because Mm. we don't talk about it so i i had such a trouble with that and i talked to my brother about it he gave me great advice he said put it on the venue Go there, um, offer them to get your foot into the door, say, hey, I uh, will uh, I would love to show my talents off for you guys. Um, I'll do the first time for, like, half my rate if you guys are interested in it because then at least now they're paying you for something that you're doing mm-hmm. versus if I did it for free, they might just be like, oh, free DJ for the night? Yeah, and then, like, never call And
0: it's again. also... <clears throat> devaluing yourself where they're good they might think less of you and just like exactly. go into it with an opinion of like oh he's not worth that much yeah it changes the perspective as they're listening mm-hmm. to you for the first time
2: exactly and then uh, and then if they do want to moving forward uh, my brother just said, okay, since you don't know like what the other Dj's making, just ask them what their budget is and communicate a price from there if their budget is like really low then it's possible I just say no. Um,
3: they might if lowball their budget. you too.
0: Like if they're paying, like I'm just gonna make up numbers because I have no concept of what DJs make.
3: Mm. If
0: they're paying their current DJ five hundred, they might tell you mm-hmm. their budget's like three hundred just to try exactly. and like make you undercut <sighs> that DJ. So then you're like, you gotta negotiate exactly. higher.
2: And, and and then so whatever like, they in say, that add <laughs> and, and I'll I'll always like sense it to of course like no what my worth is Mm -hmm. if like let's say that 300 is what i'm comfortable with i could be like "Mm, i'll do it for like 350 okay we're good we're good we're good now i'm not undercutting that dj because if he approaches me or whatever or says like oh like what the hell is going on Mm -hmm. um why is he getting the why are you charging this much i said i'm not charging that much um i asked him what their budget was this is what they told me that their budget was Mm -hmm. so if anybody's screwing you over it's them not me yeah I love and respect but then it's also different it, and it's this weird respect and bond but i don't want to say the word stingy because it's kind of bad but mm-hmm. like my my brother would tell me um when he moved to halifax because he had friends and people in halifax and they they knew how good of a dj he was mm. um and they would never Let him DJ at their locations because they didn't want the owners or the people that uh, are paying them to see how good my brother is. Because then it's kind of like you can't be mad if if like somebody else like so. There's like the stinginess to it. That's just like I know this person's really good. He's my boy, and things my brother understands that Mm. he you somewhat take it as a compliment mm-hmm. that, okay, you guys see me as a threat, threat or yeah. something that um, is like better than you in a sense. <clears throat> so there is that sort of protective nature, but then there's also the respect nature. And then there's also this kinship. It's, it's such a weird, mm. but I also feel like that's kind of how gig work kind of works. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not, super secure. And it can be super exciting. And you yeah. can find great experiences out of it. But there's so many like little, tiny details you need to keep an eye out for so that you don't either fuck somebody over or you end up being that dick. That's just like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm gonna yeah, do what I'm gonna do. I need to make my money. And- exactly.
0: Okay, so having your experienced DJs all in Toronto. Look at me. I'm finally ad- uh, addressing the topic of my podcast, which I never come <laughs> back to. But having seen your brother work in other places and just talking to him and knowing what that experience is like, how would you say Toronto, like being a DJ here, compares to, say, the East Coast or LA Ooh. or wherever?
2: Uh, the East Coast is and def- Well, in terms of... I'd say Toronto is very saturated um, in terms of there's a lot and there's a lot in many different ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of, you can't judge a book by its cover type of thing. Cause there could be somebody that has the most expensive stuff and has no idea what he's doing.
3: <laughs> and then you can
2: have somebody that has like something that's like as small as my phone and has like that musical knowledge and is that great but doesn't have like the business side of it Mm. he he'll kind of like I'll take whatever I can get wherever I can get and it's just like no you're really good like you can but he doesn't have that sort of I don't want to say you need to have like a bravado but you do I feel I feel like I don't want to talk as a female but I feel like yeah you need you need that sort of like sense of carrying yourself to go along with your talents Mm. Um so compared to the East Coast, from what I saw from from in Newfoundland, um I knew all the DJs there because my brothers knew all the DJs there, and they were a very tight group of friends. And it's pretty much like all those you know every DJ in St. John's. Yeah. That's it. Here yeah. I probably can count like the ones that I know on my hand. Yeah. And I know there's probably like a thousand more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um And in terms of how it compares, I'd say here is a lot more competitive because there are so many different opportunities. Mm. Um, And I haven't been into, because now when everything is opening up, um, I've still met like a few new DJs here and there. I've met people that have been wanting to start to DJ that have asked me questions. And um, I'd say East Coast is a lot more, what is it? I'd say, in terms of finding a gig, would be harder. Um, there's less. There's less, yeah. uh, but the ones that are there, and the people that are there, and the other DJs that are there, are very close knit and friendly uh, mm-hmm. in a sense. <clears throat> and I'd say, that would say, like Toronto is akin to moving from the country to like the big city, where it's just you got to play a different type of game. Yeah and um, go about things a lot more different. Plus, there's so many different varieties in terms of um, clubs or you go to one patio and they're playing just, like, Afro-soca music. Mm -hmm. You go to another one and they're playing, like, Deep House. You go to another one and they're playing, like, old-school R&B and hip-hop. Yeah. And And that could just literally be in three different patios a kilometer from each other. And it's just so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say there is a lot more room in Toronto, but then where it's so saturated, I'd say it's also just as hard to get a gig uh, that's like a good gig, not that's like an like after party, yeah, or not like a house party or anything like that, which those can be good gigs if you get paid the right amount and it's yeah. a great time. <clears throat> but yeah, in terms of like finding like a, Gig like at a bar or club or a wedding or whatever. Um, I'd say it would be just as tough, but -hmm. just like a different
0: flavor of tough, (laughs) different spices. Yes. So, what's next for you? Like, what's the goal from here? Are you hoping to get into club DJing, uh, or maybe events, or what's what comes next? I would.
2: I would love to, I don't want to jump to, I mean, yeah, events, depending, like, for example, I would do a wedding. I, I was asked That's before, fine. I was asked to do, I was before the last lockdown, um, uh, this, uh, this, like, couple asked me if I do, like, birthdays, all that kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, like, I can do birthdays, That we can have a conversation about it. And they're like, yeah, it's our daughter's one-year birthday. And we want to DJ and, all and stuff. I'm like, like? I'm like, okay. Uh, I mean, I'll do. Like, if you if you pay me the Were money, it's, <laughs> it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be the best. You know, you know how some. And no offense to anybody that has children or anything like that. But there are some people that go over the top for like a one-year-old's birthday party, and it, to me, That's I'm just for thinking, the like, is it? That's
0: is an it for, the baby? for them to party. And yeah, because I'm like, the baby has—they've been in prison for a year. Yeah, <laughs> the, the
2: baby, the baby has no concept as to what is going on around yeah. it at that moment yeah. in time. But if you want to pay me that money and you want me to come in, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely want to do. Uh, clubs like bar clubs or just club clubs, mm. um, and then once I do that, because I know that's definitely a different speed mm. than what I'm doing now, because um, now I pretty much have to adjust myself to the energy that's going on. Because it's it's a restaurant first and it's a bar first before it's anything.
0: Just from <laughs> watching you. And comparing it to other restaurant DJs, like I think you could keep up because you really like you do a lot like you don't have to be, you know, a lot uh, of people will let it go longer in between yeah. transitioning songs and like won't kind of put their own mix in between. Um, and you really are already doing that and working at, I would say, a faster pace. So yeah, uh, it's less of, I, it's not like a massive jump for you to like be at club pace, I think.
2: hmm and and i and i would agree with you cuz there's so many songs and stuff that in in my system that i haven't even touched and they're definitely things that i would play in a club and i hear the song and i imagine myself playing it at the club yeah um and i know whenever that happens it'll be definitely a shift and the thing is it'll probably be better cuz i'm so, so the hours that i work which is another thing that dj dxb would get onto me about is how long i'd be working which i 100% agree on and up like yeah. cut i've cut my sets down cuz i was doing nine sets when we when we first opened up i was basically djing 60 hours a week that's um so fucked. That's um, and so and much. like I, I like pretty much like cut it down almost, not, not in half, but like I took like a good chunk of it out mm. and having those like mornings off, those nights off, those full days off much needed
3: mm-hmm.
2: because then that just helps me work on my craft and also just have that energy because yeah. once you're working like three sixty hour shifts in a row, yeah. I'm feeling like myself Cause I'm doing an afternoon shift. It's not as busy. And there's kind of like this key note that you should always play um, as if like you, the place is completely packed. Hmm. Again, yeah. restaurant bars. So depending on the energy, like yeah. I'm not, it's not yeah. going to be like 3pm and I'm going to be playing DMX. Yeah. But- <laughs> But always like play as if because he told me a story how it was super dead one time he's doing a set he's doing his thing and one of the people that came in for lunch ended up being like a club owner of like some Mm. big club and asked him to come and do a set.
0: That's awesome because
2: he was because he was just That's playing the thing with if...
0: Toronto. too. people could just walk by and like fucking exactly hear you and be like, "Yeah, hey, I need a DJ for Saturday." <laughs> like, which like...
2: which is what which is what's happened. Like, people would come yeah. and say, "Like, oh, can you can you come and like DJ this party?" Da da Depending on like when it is, I'll either say like yes, no, and also depending on like the price range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The to answer your question and final, um, definitely to go to clubs and do that there. Mm. And who knows down the line, I've already been slowly dabbling in music production and like music knowledge because I've wanted to make my own edits and my own mixes of songs That's and cool. then potentially making my own beats and stuff that possibly people want. Um, yeah. I'm still I'm still gaining the passion for that, but the music is definitely there. The concept to me is dope. Um,
0: so you're talking sampling or building something from scratch?
2: Like both, both things. So mm-hmm. either taking like, let's say an acapella of one song and just creating like a house version of a hip hop song mm-hmm. or um, just an edited version of what that song is like. And then also completely from scratch, just making a beat from scratch that somebody would use or somebody would enjoy. Yeah. <clears throat> But that's, uh, that one's a little bit down the road right now. I just want to focus on this. I want to secure and like grind for like good positions. and mm-hmm. then once I gain that sense of comfortable, then possibly like go on to that. My, my dream, and I've said this, um, my dream right now actually is to go on tour um, on the East Coast with my brother. I love that. <laughs> I would I would take that. I would take that over if somebody offered me a resident club job at like Rebel right now. I would really? I would take that. I would take that tour over that any day.
0: I love that. The thing is I like I don't know how that works. How do you I feel like to get a tour as a DJ, you have to have a big following which you would get from having a resident job somewhere because otherwise <laughs> exactly. no one and
2: knows. That- that's the that's why like every time I'm working somebody uh says that they really like my music or they come up and um they're just like do you DJ anywhere else I just say like take my Instagram take my Instagram take my Instagram yeah and I and but the thing is I never wanted to be non-authentic so almost everybody that's like um I've that's asked me for my Instagram or anything like that I yeah, I just want it to be authentic. I know this person. Mm-hmm. I've at least seen this person. I've exchanged a conversation or a word or two with this person. Yeah. And it's not just like a random number that's on my phone. Yeah, Like if I see this person again, I'm going to recognize this person and at least be able to acknowledge them and say, hey, what's up? They don't have to be friends. They can be acquaintances and whatever. Yeah. But I always just want it to be just genuine and authentic and not just like a number that's on my phone.
0: I like that. I I find it interesting and smart that you've kind of branched into TikTok a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which I talked to an actor friend of mine recently. She did the same thing, and she ended up getting a movie out of it. Like um mm. she connected with the director on there, and now they're they're working on this project together, which is really cool. And I know some musicians who are using it as a way to like bring attention to their new songs and like they'll mm-hmm. upload the original audio and I think they make money if people use it. I don't know how it works.
2: Yeah. In, but, in some cases.
0: Um, yeah. So do you like <laughs> kind of plan on doing that more to like build your following or?
2: Oh yes. Yes. I, I definitely plan on doing that more currently like where everything is still like opening up. Um. Mainly for me, it's focusing on gaining that structure. Hmm. Um, that structure of knowing that, like, I have this place, knowing that I want to make money at this place, knowing that I want that just
0: the security... elusive stable income of an artist.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I, I just want, like, mainly right now, my first goal is to start DJing at another location mm. um, that is somewhat prominent,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, not like some dive bar or anything like that. No offense to dive bars; they're great. Yeah um but yeah, definitely that is my first priority. Um, whether it be another bar restaurant, um, I'm fine with that. I just want to be able to branch out and just kind of know that I can branch out and that I can go mm-hmm. to other locations. And I've been talking to a few locations I need to talk to again today mm-hmm. to like meet up and um, make appointments and talk about these opportunities
0: good for
2: you and then from there it's just growth and then building something else which like would be possibly TikTok, and doing that like a bit more finding like a rhythm with that and how to do it and how to gain from it <clears throat> but definitely i'm always looking into so many different avenues of how to gain exposure and uh I guess with any artist popularity, because that's kind of what you need yeah. to succeed. Unfortunately, you're really good at
0: keeping up on the social media stuff. Like I'm so I'm so yeah. bad on it, but you're like every time you're out there DJing, you're posting it to your story. You're like, come out to Fox on mm-hmm. John, like watch. So, mm-hmm. and I think <coughs> like places that you work at would like that too, because you're bringing attention and people will show up just to see you.
2: I I had to do that. Um, No, I wanted to do that, but I had to get a little bit extra with it when we were talking about increasing my pay Mm. um, because they came back to me with a very valid question, which was just that if we increase your pay, what are you, what, what do we gain? from increasing your pay? Mm. What are we getting in return for investing and in paying you more? Yeah. Which I was like, that's a very valid question. Yeah. And I we basically agreed that we'd have the same conversation in two weeks and I'd present something. So literally for those two weeks, I grinded in terms of um, social media wise. Um, I took like screenshots of every uh, um, DM that was either asking me if I'm DJing, uh, that they're coming if I'm DJing, if I can get them in um, mm. while I'm DJing, mm. um, <coughs> noting down like the things that they were kind of like ordering like in passing in terms of trying to like create a mental bill in my mind as to
0: how much value I brought.
2: I, I brought your business this, I brought your yeah. business this, and all these people are authentic and all these people are return. That's some smart. of these people, some of these people I just met walking on the fucking street. Yeah. And some of them have really massive followings. And some of them are like, kind of, I wouldn't call them celebrities. Um, but yeah, so I'm bringing all of this yeah. to you guys. Yeah. And showing you that these people are coming specifically for me. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of those value things that going to other places that you can show as well, being like, this is the engagement I got in two weeks. This is what I brought to the restaurant in two weeks time. And I can do the same thing for you guys.
0: I think that's where personality helps a lot. Because like, like I said, people went when you were bartending, people went there just to see you because like, Mm -hmm. you have a good energy and people like are drawn to you, you know, and I think yeah. as a DJ, you can kind of translate that through music, but you are also social with people when they're like, you know, the tables that are nearby you and stuff. And yeah. that that makes people like connect with you on a different level to just if you were like doing your thing and kind of standoffish and just alone in the booth, like you yeah. don't do that, you interact with people and then that makes them <laughs> want to come back and see you again.
2: Yeah, and I do generally enjoy doing that. <clears throat> um I had to do it a lot, like um I was doing it not too much, but more than I should have been when I was trying to prove like what I'm mm. bringing to you guys. Um I was doing a lot more like table mingling and people mingling. Yeah. <clears throat> which was which was great in itself um, but like moving forward now that that's been sorted out. I can still just be myself and still focus on my music and still have that engagement with people Yeah, and, but still mainly just focus on making my music and um, that part of my job just better.
0: Yeah. I know you have a lot of things to do today, so I want to let you go, but we have to have you on again because you also just like, I love this because I know nothing about DJing. So I feel like I learned a lot today and it was really interesting. But you also are just – you have a very interesting life and history. And what I kind of try and do on this podcast is get to know the person behind the artist as well. So I definitely want to have you back and catch up on like what you've been up to and then also talk about your life. Um, Oh,
2: my God, yes. I would would love to. It would be my absolute favorite thing. Yeah. We can talk about – work horror stories and yeah. and great moments as well. I think that'll be a good topic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, oh, some of my best memories there are you like you and Ira and Sean. <laughs> yeah, I loved it.
2: I know I haven't seen a lot of them in so long. I, I hate I hate how restaurants are like that. I mean I think it's the ourselves as well, how kind of like you stop working at a place you and even touch. though you remember you remember how good of like friends you were but all of a sudden you don't work there and it's just like
0: you're like family while you're there
2: anymore exactly yeah. it's so it's like situational family and but the,
0: it, the thing is um, a lot of times you move to a different restaurant so you kind of have like a new family mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when you when you, when you when you come
2: back when you come back and you see your old family it's like you haven't oh, yeah it's almost like you haven't missed a beat
0: yeah I think no, I saw Ira like a year and a half. I hadn't seen her in like two years, and I like mm. went to a party with her randomly like this was back in college, and it was like no oh, wow. time had passed. It was like – so it was so great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like when I saw you. It was great.
0: Yeah. I Fuck. I don't even know the last time I saw you before then, and it, like, it was like – didn't miss a beat. It was nice. Mm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you get your hustle on, and – um mm make those deals. I don't know. Set those appointments. Thank you so much for making time to do this.
2: Oh my God. Thank you for inviting me to do this. This is amazing.
0: Uh, I would like to end with you just um, say something like (laughs) if you have any final thoughts, opinions, words of (laughs) wisdom, whatever for our listeners.
2: Um, hmm. Uh, No matter how tough things are, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you think you should be doing. If you have something that you truly love to do, you can make it work, even if it seems nearly impossible. You will love yourself a lot more for at least trying and attempting to succeed, even if you don't, than you would if you never did it before. And it's never, ever too late to either pick something new up, to change what you're doing, change your life, it's never too late if you have air in your fucking lungs and you can and you can exist as a person you have time to do it
0: was so beautiful i'm gonna turn that into like a voice note on my phone
3: (laughs) that's 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 your alarm that's That's my morning alarm
0: (laughs) (laughs) i should make you record one for me now wake up bitch (laughs) oh yeah
2: i will it'll be that it'll be that get your ass to
0: work (laughs) All right, um, where can people find you? Drop your um, stuff.
2: You can find me on Instagram at dj.lusaka. Lusaka is spelled L-U-S-A-K-A. Um, yeah, I'm mainly on Instagram. Uh, I believe it's the same thing for TikTok, uh, DJ Lusaka, no dot. Um, and uh, I was, I don't know why I was this close to like putting my phone number down. <laughs> Don't do I don't know why
3: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> but if you, you you know what you know what it'll be fun if you want to text me don't text me at 709-743-106 do call I'm gonna, me anytime call me any time of the day I'm gonna uh, doesn't mute matter what time
0: digit I'm gonna mute one digit and see if anyone's crazy <laughs> enough to just like t- try the 10 variations if
2: if, if if anybody from this podcast None. finds me and and figures out that last digit and texts me, I'll give you something. I don't know what it is yet. You'll never know, but it'll <laughs> a be a <something>. tomato. <laughs> Who knows?
0: <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my to- to-
2: head. <laughs> Quincy wants a tomato. Everybody note that down. she has an Amazon wish list, send
0: tomatoes. me tomatoes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. All right, this was fun. Um, this is so much fun. Maybe I'll drop by Fox on John soon and post you to the podcast mm, stories so people either. know who I'm talking about. Fucking better? Yeah, I'll come see you. All right, uh, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Why
1: Not I'm a fighter. Focus. जो बोलता तेरे गानों में वो सही में तेरी लाइफ नहीं है राइट नहीं है भूख मिटे ना अगर प्लेट में मेरे राइस नहीं है साउथ वाला लड़का हर चीज में मुझे स्पाइसी है हम हम छोड़े कभी वो नहीं है तेरी कट पुतली शादी वाला शो नहीं है बंदाना मेरे गले में हांपो नहीं है तेरे एवरेज बॉलीवुड वाला रोल नहीं है हां मेरे गंदू भेजे से कोई है बोंभा सा 90 वाला टुबा खापापा बोलते फिर भी नहीं उठा वाला शूटा सोचा निकला बजू का
3: Hold up, I'm a rider Solo, I'm a fighter Hold up, you wire Focus on this part.
1: about him.